Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast episode 42, the Switch edition. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Dom. How's it going, Dom? It's going great. It's going great. Uh, Jordan, how's it going? Beyond. And a uh, special it's guest. beyond great. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were done there. My bad. Uh, and yeah, Caleb from Caleb Talks and Bonus Points. How's it going, Caleb? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, glad to have you on the Switch, the special Switch episode. Um, Going to talk about all that goodness and uh, not so goodness as people <laughs> saw it. Um, yeah, so uh, let's just get into it. What we've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Banner Saga. I talked about it last week. Not going to get too much into it now. I'm about a, another hour and a half in from where I was, so about like four and a half hours. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, it's beautiful. Storytelling is really rich. And then GTA 5 Online. Uh, I talked about getting it last week on a sale. Been playing the Deadline Tron mode in the DLC. That's really cool. Um, Those light bikes, dude, they're so <laughs> cool. Yeah, they're really cool. Uh, unfortunately, they're super expensive, so I can't buy one to use out of the game mode. But the game mode's really fun. Uh, I've been playing with a couple of friends. Uh, just messing around in GTA, as people like to do. Um, and that's pretty much it. I've also been doing like the stunt jumps and stuff in single player when I've been listening to podcasts or whatever, just fiddling around. Uh, that's pretty much it. What about you, Dom? What have you been playing? So I've still been shoulders deep in Bioshock Infinite. Just about done with that. And then uh, once I'm done deep. there, shoulders <laughs> deep. So I'm just just my neck is above. Uh, that would actually make more sense for the Rapture versions of Bioshock. Anyway. Um, so would you say that you're uh, keeping your head above water? Oh, God. You, you might say that, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so just about done with that campaign. And, I, and then I still got to push through some of that DLC I never never played back in the day. Um, from Infinite and then uh, the Bioshock 2 DLC I want to get to also. Um, besides that, though, uh, The Wolf Among Us. Finally got into that as it came free with uh, Telltale Batman when I bought that a few months, about, few, few months ago. <laughs> and two episodes into Wolf Among Us, it's very good. Very good. I'm, after this, uh, after those first two episodes of New Frontier and after Batman, I kind of understand why people thought that Telltale's Game of Thrones wasn't that great, because compared to their other series, it's kind of kind of lackluster. Because um, these last couple entries that I've played anyway have just been superb. Uh, so I see where those complaints come in from, but that's about all I've been getting into this week. So and very busy. Once you finish that, the only thing you'll have left that you haven't played from Telltale is Borderlands, right? Tales from the Borderlands. And I have you played won't. Walking Dead Michonne? Ooh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, about I didn't that. do Michonne yeah. either. I heard it was just kind of meh. Um, well, that sounds interesting. I'm like uh, Wolf Among Us. I think people are kind of upset that you're never going to get a sequel because it didn't sell well. But it was interesting. I played the first one because it was free, but it didn't hook me enough personally to get me invested in buying the whole thing. So um, yeah, but it was interesting though. Um, it seems like a cool world. I want to try out uh, Fable, the comic that it's based off of. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing, Jordan? So, uh, like Dom, I have been uh, shoulders deep, you might say, in some Telltale games, um, and uh, transferred my save file from uh, my PS4 version of Walking Dead Season 1 and 2 over to Season 3, and um, played the first two episodes, um, which I'm sure we'll get to at a later date when we're not just talking about the Switch. Um, so I'll save it, I'll save the spoilers for later, but uh, really, really liked it. I thought the pacing was actually the best um, for really any Telltale game I've played, um, even over Batman, um, throughout the first two episodes. And um, 
as far as the technical side goes, I think um, it definitely is the best looking Telltale game, um, and it runs the best. I didn't have, I had one freeze up, but uh, it kept running after a few seconds, and besides that, um, it was way smoother than my experience for Batman and um, even Game of Thrones or Walking Dead Season 2. Um, it, like I said, it, it looks better than most of their other games. The only thing is, is I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the faces are so shiny. <laughs> you guys see that? Like, I didn't notice, no. Super shiny faces. I think the game looks really great overall, but if they just took like the sheen off of everybody's <laughs> face, I think it would look so much better and it would fit in with their comic booky type style. So, um, I think the gameplay in Telltale isn't like getting way better, but I feel like they're just really getting great uh, at storytelling. I think they're just so sharp at that, and they have a lot of talent. Um, so I love the beginning of episode one. It's really cool how um, how everything starts and kind of catches you off guard. So um, really liking season three of Walking Dead, and then uh, played a bunch of Mass Effect 2 on PS3. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jared's finally... He's glad the wait is finally over. Um, this game is, is really cool. Um, it's it's tighter, of course, than Mass Effect 1, and I think it's um, they're both really great games. When people talk about them stripping out the RPG mechanics, I was like, guys, guys, it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, they just like rip that stuff out and burn it into a fire like it's gone completely. They just have um all your equipment basically just has uh stat buffs, but none yeah. of it has statistics whatsoever. Wait till you get and, to 3. Um, <laughs> where it's yeah, purely an action shooter. Like that. Yeah. This is actually why I chose soldier as my class uh because I heard that they get like more third-person shootery over the course of the series, so I was like, well, then I might as well choose the, you know, third-person shooter class if there was one. Um, so really enjoying that, except for the, the lack of RPG mechanics, because I really liked that in the first one, and I think that's clearly Bioware's strong suit. So yep. um, that part sucks, but I love that Mass Effect universe. I uh, love how Bioware does sci-fi, and so um, they're totally nailing that part in the story. So the opening of Walking Dead Season 2 and the opening of Mass Effect 2 are both fucking fantastic game <laughs> openings like yeah two of the best i've ever ever seen ever played yep. so um love that also outside of games i watched all of uh sword art online the first season which Ooh. i wasn't expecting to do but i did <laughs> 25 episodes so um enjoyed it more than i thought kind of i don't really have guilty pleasures but um i thought it was uh really fun and so i kind of just enjoyed it for what it was so that's awesome yeah. um there you go uh, with that whole thing, Caleb, uh, you're probably not familiar. Mass Effect 2 is like my favorite game of all time. So mm-hmm. earlier last year, Jordan said he was going to play through the first one, play through the second, and play through the third, uh, leading up to Andromeda. So I'm like super stoked, obviously, that I was playing too. Um, <laughs> but besides that, what have you been playing the last week? Um, I've been playing a bit of Watch Dogs 2 here and there. Um, that game, it's really fun. Just tons of fun to mess around and just it, like I think they really nailed the personality of that game, um, especially after hearing the complaints in the first Watch Dogs, um, they cranked up the personality to ten. Like 
it, it's almost overbearing sometimes, uh, and I think that's obvious from different trailers and stuff. Um, but I, I think they really nail that part of the game. Um, I finished Telltale Batman, and listening to you guys talk, I could tell you're obviously uh, big fans of Telltale. Where would you guys, like, what's your personal, like, ranking for those games? Like, how, where do you feel uh, a lot of those like, rank? So, uh, so if Walking Dead, does that all count as one, or are the seasons individual? I mean, because Roger and I, we fight about this a lot. Um, ind- individual. I'd say okay. So they're getting way better. I'll I'll go I'll go mine and they they can do theirs too. So for me, Walking Dead season one is number one for me, uh, by far and away. Uh, then it's Walking Dead season three. Even though I've only played two episodes, I think it's by far the best Telltale game uh, through two episodes. I'm not willing to put it above season one. Uh, then I would go Telltale Batman. Uh, then I would go Game of Thrones. Then Walking Dead season two. Uh, then I would. Uh, Am I missing anything? No, because I haven't played Tales, and I have, I've only played the first episode of Wolf, so I can't put those on the list. And then I don't count, like, 400 days or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. Walking Dead Michonne, either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's it for me. Uh, are you guys' list differently? I know neither of you have Walking Dead Season 1 first, right? I think both of you guys like Season 2 oh, more. No, no, no. Well, yeah, actually, I thought Season 2 was much better. Um, and then right now, 3 is shaping up to be even better. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, my list would actually be pretty different. I think um, Walking Dead Season 3 is actually number one for me. I think, like I said just a second ago there, um, the seasons of Walking Dead are getting way better as we go along. And um, I think two episodes in is enough to know. Um, And then second would be Game of Thrones. You guys know I fucking love that game. I think that's one of the best video game stories I've ever been told. Um, And I enjoyed it so very much. But uh, lots of technical issues in that game, and um, I think Telltale has been sharpening their skills, like I said, as far as storytelling. So I think that's why uh, Season 3 is over Game of Thrones. Then I would say... um, What am I thinking? (sighs) Okay, so I would say um, Walking Dead Season 2, Batman... Walking Dead Season 1, and then I haven't played Michonne yet or Wolf Among Us or uh, Tales of the Borderlands. So, uh, Caleb, real quick uh, mm-hmm. on this whole discussion. You, do you, I'm assuming you play on PlayStation, right? You play the Telltale games on PlayStation? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yes. your experience with the performance? Uh, um, I So that's one of the reasons I wasn't a huge fan of Batman. Like, I, re- I enjoy that game a lot. I don't think it's amazing or anything like that and a lot of it has to do with the technical problems um yep batman ran really poorly for me but outside of that it hasn't been too bad in in reality that's so weird because i talked about last week on on the podcast um i play on xbox one obviously Mm -hmm. and i've and i could just be an anomaly (laughs) but i've outside of like the five second freeze you Mm -hmm. know i've never had performance issues on any telltale game (laughs) Wow. Ever. And I don't know if that it just runs better on Xbox, but I don't know if that's true or not. But, like, on all the forums I see, a lot of the communities I'm a part of are heavy PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's a thing where they just don't run as well on PlayStation or if they do run bad on Xbox and I'm just an anomaly. I, I don't know. So yeah, that's I would say the Walking Dead games run best for me going backwards three to one. 
and then below that is Game of Thrones, and Batman has the, been the worst for me. Hmm. Yeah, Bat- Batman definitely ran the worst. There was the only one where I had invisible people with just their eyeballs and tongues. Oh, God, <laughs> like that, that Assassin's Creed Unity glitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, back to what you've been playing, Kip. So outside of Telltale Batman, I don't know if you were finished with that or not, but like, what, what else have you been playing? Um... So outside of that, what I really want to talk about... Oh, and by the way, you guys need to play uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Um, okay. That, that one's probably number two on my list, only second mm, to the first season of The Walking Dead. I am um, very surprised to hear you guys love season two so much. Um, oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. The villain was so much cooler like, than season one, I thought. Um. And, and yeah, that that's the weird thing about that game is season one didn't really have a central. Vi- I don't know if you guys watch. I'm sure you guys watch the show or read the comic. Uh, I only read the comic. Um, but like with like Negan and the these other like central villains, like season one doesn't have that. Um, I don't think that's worse or anything. Um, yeah, I think it's just a different storytelling mechanic. Um, but Roger. Uh, really really hate season two um and i i don't think it comes anywhere near season one personally um, i agree with you on that <laughs> yeah, but I'm with you on that yeah but i but i i'll defend that game um i i i i really enjoyed it um but um yeah it, it's nice to hear some other people like that game because uh we talked to alex o'neill a lot and he he hates that game too um so yeah, it's nice to see that some people really like that game. That's so interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, I think each three of the seasons and two episodes into season three, I think mm-hmm. they all are hitting different story beats and they're all going for something different. Um, so I think it's what really sure. plays to the person playing it because, like, mm-hmm. I think you said it best. Caleb was like, see, season one, I felt was the best because it didn't heavily rely on a villain so much. Like, I like the Vendetta stories or the Revenge or stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I liked season one because you were learning more about Clem and Lee and you yeah. were worrying so much about a villain. There was, like, a weird dude talking to her on a, on a walkie-talkie, like, who's that? But it yeah. wasn't like, we need to go after person A, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I thought season one resonated so much with me, but I, I wouldn't say season two is bad. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was okay. Yeah, but I think it's just different strokes for different folks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, outside of that, though, um, last night, uh, for my, my friends and I, we all played Smash Brothers um, really late in the night. And, and like, that's really weird for us because, like, we never – we don't really, um, like, hang out at each other's houses and play, and play video games all the time. Like, that's just a thing we don't really do. Um, but just out of the blue – um we decided um to bring a wii u over and just play smash brothers all night and like that like that's a lot of fun and and it's easy to forget that um but like playing with like four people and just messing around um like like it was a ton of fun yeah just not worrying about an objective right just like having fun just like playing a game yeah yeah pure fun it it, can i just say like hold on to that like, as long <laughs> as you can because i wish i had that you know what i mean yeah. i don't know even one other person who i could you know have over and play any video game with all night let alone four friends all playing smash like yeah that's like that's amazing i'm really jealous of just that that's a possibility for yeah. you um well as you get older life yeah. happens and it's harder to exactly yeah 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 
Yeah, um, and I mean that that's why it's so weird. Um just because my my friends play video games, they aren't super into them. Um but and, and like very rarely do we play games together, but just out of the blue, um we decided to play Smash Brothers together. Um and none of us are really good. Um we all have like our strong suits. Um and so every once in a while we just play like random uh characters all the time. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to doing that more. Um, that's something we'd like to do more in the future, so I, I'm sorry that that's not a possibility for everybody. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll definitely hold on to it. Do it for us. <laughs> uh, yeah. You've got it. I'll live vicariously, vicariously through. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop trying to say vicariously. I'll end up on. in a very weird, awkward <laughs> conversation. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I think that's everything for what we've been playing. A nice, diverse selection of games. Uh, let's get right into the news here. Some big news outside of Nintendo Switch. I know, it's crazy to think. Um, the first story here comes by way of Eurogamer. Um, and basically, um, this is by Chris Bratt and uh, not Chris Pratt, don't be confused. Uh, all for Honor DLC maps and modes will be free. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed that any future maps and modes making their way into For Honor will be free to download for all players. Um, so if you don't know, this is kind of the... Uh, the stance that they took with Rainbow Six Siege and that game has kind of blew up in the years after its release. It didn't have a good release. Um, and then it, as the year went on and it went into the new year, it actually got even more and more popular with the free DLC and them actually um, fixing the game through updates and stuff like that. And that community has grown. That multiplayer community on Siege has become really strong and really uh, prominent in the gaming community. Um, so this is my personal take on this and I want to hear what you guys have to say. Games that are only multiplayer, this has a single player, but it's kind of like a, you know, this game is going to be yeah. played for its single player, right? It's just thrown in there to make people make the purchase a lot easier on themselves to know, hey, it's worth it, it has a single player as well. Games that are primarily multiplayer, I think this is the route they're going to have to start going. Um, just because you have games like Overwatch, which are so well made, and their microtransactions are done smartly, and all of the updates are free, right? It's the mobile kind of thing where all the updates that come mm-hmm. out are free, and you know, you want your player base to be on there. And the problem with paid DLC for multiplayer games is that you divide your players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment you have a paid DLC, you immediately cut your player base. Uh, it doesn't matter how, how much that percentage is, but if it's if there's a gate to get in, you're losing all those players, right? So I think that on a, a, a primarily multiplayer game, free DLC maps and modes is super smart. But I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Yeah, I just think it's good press. There's... Not a whole lot of bad that could come out of this. And you mentioned Rainbow Six Siege. I think that's a great example. So um, I think Ubisoft knows what's going on with their online multiplayer games. Um, they're they're locking that down pretty well uh, with that and the division. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, even Steep will come around one of these days. So, Caleb, do you think this kind of announcement will help with sales? Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um... I think in the long run, it's great. Um, you mentioned games like Overwatch and then MOBAs, um, so like Dota 2 and stuff like that. Um, and I, I think that's really uh, the best route you can take um, because, sure, you might not get some of those hardcore players purchasing your DLC, but you'll have players um, returning um once the game gets stale and they move on to something else. Um, if they see that there's a new mode or a new map or... Uh, new characters to play as um it, it's easy to jump in um so 
but when you have this paid DLC, it's it, it cut. You said it, it cuts off your player base. Um, so I think this is really good in the long run. Um, it, it's similar to the sort of um, platform that everybody wants to make their game. Um, yeah. So I, I I think it's great. I think we're gonna see this trend explode. Um, especially with uh, DLC being a sort of buzzword. Um, uh, I, I think that soon it, it won't even be really called DLC at that point. Like, like Overwatch, you don't call characters like Sombra and Ana DLC. DLC like, characters. Yeah, yeah they're like, just, like characters, they're just yeah. updates. Like, yeah. it, it's... I At this point, it, it's weird to hear that called DLC, and I'm glad that... Um, well, these big companies like Ubisoft are s- starting to notice. Well, the thing too is, is now that we're moving more towards a digital marketplace, every video game you buy digitally is technically downloadable content. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, the term was spawned from when you buy a retail game and then you put it in and you connect to the internet and you can buy the downloadable content for that game. So yeah. it doesn't even mean the same thing anymore. Um, yeah, but speaking of DLC, there was actually another piece of DLC uh, news this week. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda will not feature a DLC season pass, says Samit Sakar over at Polygon. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, if you want to read the rest of the story, definitely go to the link in the description. But uh, yeah, this kind of goes in line with the series. Mass Effect has never had a season pass. And, um, you know, people were, were saying, like, why is this even a news story? Well, the thing is, is that as, you know, the game industry has evolved, almost every big release that comes out now has a season pass. So it's nice to see that EA kind of stuck to their guns with the Mass Effect franchise and said, we haven't had a season pass before, why are we going to have one now? It's weird. Um, I have a problem with this. Sorry to cut you off, Jared. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was, like I said, playing Mass Effect 2. And um, so, as you were saying, these games don't have season passes, even though they've been around in the era of season passes. Uh, but they do have, like, regular DLC packs. Yeah. Um, also, it's the same with Dragon Age, by the way. Dragon Age, you can't get a season pass, but they do have the DLC packs. Problem with this is, they're more expensive that way. Um, for Dragon yeah. Age, they were each $15 a piece. Um, and, of course, that would be $45. You might have a $45 season pass, but I'm thinking it's, you know, probably like 30 or 40 usually. Um, same with Mass Effect. I got online on the PS3 uh, store, and to get the DLC packs for Mass Effect 2, it's going to cost me $45, and this game is so old. Like, why yeah. would I want to pay that much money? I bought the Mass Effect trilogy for $5. <laughs> but I also think, that, I don't think that's necessarily a problem with Mass Effect. I think that's a problem with uh, digital content. Why does it, like... Unless it's sales, especially like on 360 and PS3, it didn't seem a lot of times like those games, even though they were older, they never really reduced in price because yeah, the that's digital a marketplace was so new. Thing. Um, yeah. like, but still, I, it's the same way with Dragon Age Inquisition. Like I said, I yeah. really think it would be more like 30 or 40 bucks. That's how season passes work. You usually, if you buy them separately, then you know you usually spend five extra dollars right and it's whatever but you know if you want if you know you really love the game and you're gonna play the dlc why not get the season pass save a few bucks yeah and but then so it sucks you know the whole like price drop thing it's yeah it's a way old game and the prices of the dlc should be dropped but um if it was a season pass i could just get it all together um which i want to do and 
and I can't do that. So yeah, but then there's the thing of like the Fallout Four situation where you look at the season pass and like it'll be four four different pieces of content. You necessarily don't know what those are, so you're buying into you don't know exactly what they're going to be. And some people feel that the season pass for Fallout Four wasn't worth it. You know, um, yeah. Which I mean, you can always own, wait but... until the yeah, stuff's out. There, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's what I that's what I'm saying. Uh, I. I'm obvious. I I'm a high school student. I don't have a ton of money, um, yeah. and so it a lot of times it is really hard for me to justify buying a game early and pre-ordering it or buying it like day one. Um, yeah, like that can be really hard for me. Um, but with season passes, um, I I don't buy them before there's any content, before anything's announced, but. Once I go on to the game later, like let's like the same way that um, you bought Mass Effect Two later, um, it's just way easier to get all of the DLC that way. Um, just because it one you don't have to go through and individually buy all those games. Like I spe- I I don't want to hate on the PlayStation Network. I know it gets hate all the time, but especially on the PS3, that can be a lot of work. Um, yeah, lots of loading. Yeah. Um, so it's just nice to do that, but it's also usually just cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, that's nice. Like, uh, Smash Brothers, I was playing, we were playing it yesterday, uh, and we wanted to get the DLC characters, but they don't have a season pass. And like, we did the yeah. math and it's like 45 bucks for the stages and an extra yep. 15, um, or 45 bucks for all the characters and like an extra 15 for the stages. Why can't you just give me like a $50 season pass? Um, yeah. So I can just have all the content, give it to me for a bit cheaper. Um, but then you'll also, I'm giving you all my money. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I don't really see the problems that, well, I, I guess hearing you say that, um, a lot of times people can buy into um something that they don't know ahead of time but i mean if if you don't want to buy into something that you something where you don't know what you're getting ahead of time then i mean just don't buy it then um i just wait a bit i think it's also branding like so season pass to me indicates that it's something you're buying at the beginning right it's mm-hmm. kind of what they do with snowboarding and stuff like that. You get a season pass, right? Mm-hmm. I think what you're talking about and what you like from a season pass is technically a bundle. Like if they just yeah. bundle everything together and buy it. I think season pass has a different connotation to it. Like season pass means you're buying something and then you have – you don't have to worry about ever buying anything as that game's out because you already own everything. Whereas if something's termed a bundle, it's everything that's come out and you ha- you can buy it all at once. I think those are two separate yeah. things, you know? I think games should have more bundles. I agree with you on that. Like, if Jordan could get a bundle for all the Mass Effect 2 DLC and it was, you know, a package, so there probably would be a deal on it. Um, no Game of the Year editions on these bad boys either. Yeah, really weird. Which, um, weird as hell, especially with Mass Effect 2. Like, so many Game of the Year awards. Yeah. Uh, out of all the games, uh, some of the games they decided to, like, re-release or all the stuff, they yeah. kind of just left Mass Effect there. Um, yeah. yeah, but... Uh, the last couple of stories here, uh, one actually relating to Xbox, uh, um, is the Scalebound uh, cancellation. We're all familiar with it. I have a couple of stories here just to get two different perspectives, and then we'll talk about it real quick. Uh, so if you didn't know, Scalebound uh, from Platinum Games uh, was canceled. And over at Inquisitor, um, they basically wrote a piece uh, from Phil Spencer's perspective, and I'll read you a little bit of that. Uh, 
So basically, um, Phil Spencer responded to fans' concerns about Xbox um, if they'll stop taking risks with titles. Uh, and he said, I know we have to take risks. I realize right now probably sounds hollow, but I agree. Um, he also went on to apologize uh, to those anticipating playing Scalebound. It hurts me as well, and to the community, I apologize. I want everything we start to turn out great, to take risks, create diversity. Um, also, the last part here, uh, while Spencer wants to take risks on new projects, he may pull back on how soon they are announced. Microsoft has made a habit of announcing games with little more than a concept trailer. Uh, my personal opinion real quick, that's what my big issue was with PlayStation's E3 conference last year. Uh, with the release two years yeah, or but more away. Those games are probably going to come out. I don't think we're going to have any Last Guardians uh, or Phantom Dusts in there. Uh the Xbox boss is reconsidering this practice. I will think more about when we show new stuff. That's good learning for me, he conceded. Um, yeah, so that was his perspective. Uh, uh, the other story here comes by way of WWG.com, and they basically have uh, Platinum Games' perspective on the matter. Uh, and uh, basically, Platinum CEO Kenichi Sato uh, basically stated, We're sorry to say that on January 9th, Microsoft Studios announced the cancellation of Scalebound. We are very disappointed to end things... Uh, that things ended up this way, especially since we know how many of our fans were looking forward to this game as much as we were. Going forward, we will strive to continue delivering high-quality games, you know, starting with Nier Automata, and including products like Grand Blue Fantasy, Project Relink, and Lost Order. Uh, we will keep working hard to meet your expectations, and we look forward to your continued support. Um, yeah, so this is, this is a weird thing. Uh, there's some rumors speculating that uh, Platinum still owns the rights to Scalebound, but people aren't sure if that's just the um, the actual IP and not necessarily the game code. So that's why there's no really discussion of Platinum saying, oh, we'll release this on our own or whatever, you know. Um, but what's your guys' take on this? Uh, obviously, they, they canceled uh, Fable Legends and they canceled uh, uh, Phantom Dust, I believe, right? That was the game. Did they? I don't think they've canceled Phantom Dust, have they? Yeah, they canceled yeah, it a long time ago. It got announced and then a month later they canceled it. Or like two months later they canceled it. It wasn't actually even in development for a very long time. Um so, did anyone, did any of you guys actually like shed a tear at this news? I was kind of like, I could care so, less. I, that, that, something dude, I thought this, I totally thought this was Platinum's Redemption. Yeah, I thought this and game I think, looked really I think that's cool. Gonna, I think that's going to end up being Near Automata. I think that looks like a really great game, and people are loving the demo, so I think that's going to be their redemption. But I really thought it was uh, Scalebound because I think Scalebound would have been a bigger game, even though it was an Xbox exclusive. I think it would have been a bigger game than Nier. Yeah. Well, one of the big issues, too, or people, uh, one of the big reports on why this was canceled is because Microsoft had a certain window they wanted uh, uh, Platinum to meet, and Platinum was stating that they couldn't meet that window, that it was unjustifiably short. Um, and my personal opinion, we're not going to know, we're not behind the scenes. My personal opinion is I think Platinum takes on way too many projects, and they're not good at... Um, planning what they're doing. I think a lot of times their games aren't very good because they're handling too many projects at once and they can't put their devotion into a game like Bayonetta. Um, and I, I think they just have too many things on the plate. And I really wanted to play this game. This looked really cool. But my honest opinion is if uh, I trust Phil Spencer and if he's leading that team and he feels that it's best to just cut this game and move on, I'm fine with that. I would much rather have this canceled and be a little heartbroken immediately than to wait 10 years for a game to eventually come out. Like, I'm sorry, that's just my opinion on it. Like, I'm fine with them cutting Yeah, I definitely like, wouldn't want the the 10 game or the 10 year game long game. Like, it, that sucks and I don't think that would have happened. But hell, I mean, like, in the PR stuff that came out from platinum they were like don't worry guys we've still got three more games coming out it's yeah like, jesus christ guys you're 
you're not even that big of a studio. Calm down. So uh, that's definitely a big part of the problem. But um, I'm sad to see it go because uh, it did look rough around the edges from what we saw. But, you know, connecting with your giant dragon is, you know, and having this scale-bound armor, it looks so cool. And the, the different powers you could use and then the uh, giant random uh, monsters that you were fighting. Um, it was getting me pumped, and I didn't love the whole guy with beats in a medieval fantasy world. But um, even like even the online stuff looked cool, where you're teaming up with other dragon riders to defeat like ultra bosses, essentially. So I'm sad to see it go. No, I'm 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 definitely with you, Jared. Um, that it's <clears throat> it's silly when like we try to think we know what what happened and try to blame one side or the other. I mean. Let's be honest, there's a hundred lawyers from each of these companies that are going to battle out the semantics of <laughs> yeah. each little detail and how this is going to fall out and whose fault each thing was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's really silly of us to speculate like Microsoft was being unreasonable with the timing and Phil Spencer, like, not like we have no idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know? you're, you're right in your approach. Like, well, Phil hasn't done me wrong yet, so I'll just trust him. Like, that's yeah. the best you can do, really. And I'm not saying he's right by any means, but I'm, what I'm saying is if he. What he's done to turn around Xbox, and if he feels that it's in their best interest to not keep working yeah. on a timeline and just be like, hey, we're canceling it. Um, this also means that like, resources can go elsewhere. The problem is the people that are complaining that this game got canceled would have been the same people, because it's the internet, complaining that if this game came out and it was like a 6 or a 7, they're like, well, Xbox promised this great exclusive and they gave us this garbage 6 or 7. Which 6 and 7s are still pretty good games, but that's how the internet is. It's hot or cold, you it, know. It extremes. depends on how you frame it, because I don't yeah. think people were so pissed about ReCore, you know, I think when Xbox basically yeah. said, hey guys, it's not gonna be like a 10, you know, so. They, but they also, they that was a $40 game. That was also a $40 right, game. Right, right, so, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think Scalebound would have been 60 Maybe, I mean, Platinum does kind of exist in between triple and single A, somewhere in that double A space, but, uh, um, one thing I wanted to ask you real quick, Jared, do you think that there is a mainline Fable game in development? Yes. That's actually, you know how uh, for E3 we do our predictions? That's going to be one oh. of my predictions that a new oh. Fable is unveiled. As one of, I don't I know don't... if it's, I don't know if it'll be this quick, but I'm thinking for Phil Spencer to have canceled a fucking Fable game, I'm just like, that's one of their franchises, man. So but I'm that, that wasn't a mainline, though. That was no, a I know, I know, yeah. I know. But it was it was definitely like a big fable game. It wasn't yeah. like the fucking Connect spinoff or whatever. Um, I was so one I of a that... small. I was one of a small percentage of people to play it. I played Fable Legends. Yeah. I was in yeah. the testing for it. So yeah. So uh, I just feel like he's got to have something in his back pocket if he was willing to cancel that. Uh, oh, hundred percent. Game. hundred uh, um, percent. Let's actually get into the Nintendo Switch presentation. We're running a little long. I want to get into that. Um, so the way it's going to work, we're going to have three different topics. Let you guys know. Uh, we're going to be running through the hardware, then the software, then we're going to have a general discussion uh, about how awesome that uh, Breath of the Wild Collector's Edition is. Um, so, all right, let's <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with switch that. to the Switch talk. 
So we're, I'm going to go over the, the details of it, and then we can just have a round-robin discussion. Uh, also, feel free to chime in when I talk about any of the things I'm going to be going through. So basically, we got the release date, March 3rd, 2017, a lot sooner, well, at least a couple of weeks sooner than people anticipated. A lot of people thought it was going to be the end of March, um, but they actually hit the beginning of March. Um, we have a price, $299.99, which I believe Dom nailed when we were talking about the Switch presentation. I believe he you said it was going to be $299. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there. I was. I said... I said uh, two skews, one at two fifty yeah, and one at three hundred. I was the optimist. I don't know if I, I said it. Right I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I knew it wasn't going to be two forty nine. I was thinking in my mind, uh, two ninety nine, three hundred. Yeah. Uh, paid online service. This was kind of surprising to people. It's going to be free at launch. It will move to a paid subscription this fall. Um, also, the wording on uh, this next part is a little weird. Uh, the official wording by Nintendo, but there's going to be a free NES. SNES game playable for a month with the subscription so it's not necessarily yeah. that you can it's not like PSN or Xbox Live where you can download that game during that month and you can play it as long as you're a member for the rest of your lifespan on that online service it seems like the wording means that there'll be Super Mario Brothers playable from November 1st to November 30th then the next month oh, is a different God. game <laughs> yeah. yeah you that don't get to keep fucking it fucking blows dude yeah. um, <laughs> but so, they're adding online play to the SNES games uh, yeah, yeah, the SNES games will have online play, some of them. Which but is here, here, uh, wow. here's the weirdest also, part about the online service, though, is that it only works through a smartphone app, apparently. Yeah. Uh, they're still trying way. to confirm it, but the wording seems to, like grammatically speaking, say that you can only chat and invite people through your, an app on your phone. <laughs> you can't do that on the console oh, itself, which is like really bizarre it sucks because at first i thought he was talking about a really dope companion app where you could kind of yeah be with your friends even when you're not playing your game but like then as he kept talking i was like oh i don't know about this thing (laughs) yeah uh the last part is what we're kind of used to as well on uh, xbox live and psn the exclusive deals you get for being in the online service um I can't speak to PlayStation Network, uh, PlayStation Plus, but for Xbox Live Gold, you do get really reasonable discounts, especially when there's the huge sales. You get an even bigger discount. Um, so, um, discussion for another day. Was, like, a lot of paid online services are definitely worth uh, bang for the buck easily. So, yeah. I, I don't want to go too down, too far down the PS Plus versus uh, Games with Gold rabbit hole, but I think um, as a subscriber to both. PlayStation has been stepping up their game within the last year, year and a half, where, I mean, they just have sales all the time, and the discounts are crazy, especially yeah. even higher if you're PS Plus. So um, I think they're actually beating Xbox in that sense, even though, like you said, plenty of reasonable sales going on over it. Yeah, Xbox. it seems like it seems like PlayStation's nailing the sales a lot harder, and to fans, it seems like Xbox is delivering the better free games free in quotes because it's not really free sure um but that's all 360 games are great yeah uh and the fact you can play them on your xbox one too that yeah that's really you can download and play it there um one of the biggest pieces of news for everyone no region locking finally nintendo Mm. yeah 2017 um that was probably like some of the best news to come out of that conference (laughs) yeah real talk um it was weird too because like they the guy talked really slow, and obviously we had to go through a translator. So it, it had said region locking. I was like, are they going to do a thing where it switches to say no region locking? I'm sitting there waiting yeah, like, and waiting what? and waiting. <laughs> and then it finally did. So that was weird. Uh, they also announced it's going to have three modes, uh, two of which we're already familiar with, and the third one just like a weird throw-in mode. Uh, so it's, you know, plug it in, put in your dock TV mode, handheld, mobile. And then uh, if you set it up with the little uh, kickstand in the back, they call that tabletop mode. Which is, I think, just like a throw-in third mode. It's kind of weird. But uh, 
battery life two and a half to six hours depending on the game the way i took this is if if it's a, a traditional nintendo mobile game experience uh that'll be closer to six hours whereas if it's these fleshed out games or the games that take a little bit more to run like the the zeldas and the skyrims it'll be closer to that two and a half um that's how i took it anyways uh is that how you guys kind of felt about it as well yeah 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 i think um Speaking of hardware, I hate to switch up on you too fast, but uh, you were just talking about the different play stances, you know? Yeah. Um, that you can go through. And uh, I didn't mention this on the podcast because I didn't want to sound like an idiot, but it, it turns out no one else was noticing that when you give your buddy the Joy-Con and you're both playing on half a Joy-Con controller, um, the L and R buttons are on the inside where yep. the controller would regularly lock into place and i thought that might be the case because i saw people pushing their fingers down in the commercial but i was like are, how are they going to fit a button in there i just don't even want to say that because i don't yeah. want to sound dumb but like <laughs> it turned out to be true so speaking of the joy cons it has a share button on it which is really interesting for nintendo considering the way they've handled their online content through youtube and stuff like that so it's weird that they're promoting sharing um they have a sensor it'll be locked behind their uh, online service paywall i bet true um, they also have a sensor for amiibos and stuff like that. So if you want to, you know, swipe in those amiibos and get your bonuses for that stuff, that's really cool. Uh, the colored versions. Yeah. Sorry, Real quick, he put that on. He put that on the analog stick for the yeah. Joy-Con. Yeah, there's a sensor in the actual Joy-Con. I think it's right <laughs> below the analog stick. It's really weird. No, he uh, just put he put the link on the analog stick. In yeah. the yeah. in the presentation, he placed it right on top of the analog stick. So I guess. That's your Amiibo scanner. I don't know yeah. how that would work. Um, the colored versions, which uh, th there's a version where uh, there's the regular base version of the of the Nintendo Switch, and then there's the one that comes with uh, a blue and a red one that you connect, which is weird to me because I thought it would be, you know, two blue ones and two red ones. Yeah. But I think they want to clarify Hot that they're two different controllers. I know it's weird. It's it's all kind of just like it's like Play-Doh jammed together. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have the HD rumble in it, which is really cool because it definitely gave me Nintendo 64 vibes. Uh, and the last thing is the shoulder buttons, which we already talked about because we we're like, we even had the discussion in the podcast. We're like, how are they going to play a game without like any kind of like triggers or, or shoulder buttons? And uh, that's the case on the inside where you slide it in. There's two little yeah. shoulder buttons for you. Um, okay. Now, hold on. We got to go back, Jared, because we've got some revolution going on here. That's called high definition rumble. <laughs> Baby, if you think that you can't feel that ice cube on the inside of your glass, we're going to add another oh, and another. And, and then another. we're going to put some water in the glass. <laughs> Can you feel it now? It's high-definition rumble, baby. Oh <laughs> the weird thing is the contrast between the very corny messaging but high how quality that thing was filmed. Like... The messaging yeah, looked like yeah. it looked beautiful. Like it was shot very well. Yeah, yeah the, the special effects were very cool. well done. But the yeah. corniness and awkwardness, <laughs> so weird of a mashup. The thing is, I have no doubt that's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, and like the IR sensor that you could do like shadow puppets, basically. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that shit's gonna be so cool. But the way he's like, yeah, we got one ice cube, and I'm just shaking it around. <laughs> like it was just why are you explaining it or the way? couch that he sat on for five seconds and then it was only on stage for that <laughs> so, um, yeah you can lean back like this 
So the rest of the rundown real quick, and then and then we'll talk about the hardware as a whole. Uh, Built-in memory, 32 gigabyte, but supports macro SDXC. Um, just a little bit of insider information on this. I was looking at prices last night when we were talking about this. I found a SanDisk uh, 200 gig for 70 bucks, which is pretty sweet. Um, Ooh, so, I found a 256 for 80, yeah, by the way. So, you so know, doesn't it only support up to 128? We will have to find that out. I didn't hear that. Yeah, we I, will. I think that's the rumor. I don't know, though. Hmm, that's interesting. That'd we be a bummer. You would yeah. like to play. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, that'd be a real bummer. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, yeah. Um, so I got to say, you guys know um, I'm all digital on my consoles and my computer and all that. So um, I do not want to have these cartridges. Are the, They're just going to be smaller game sizes, right? Like. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like Arkham Knight's fucking 50 gigabytes or Final Fantasy 15. Like, this will be in the second topic, but Zelda's only going to be 13.4 gigs. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. Yeah. Dude, so Mass there's... Effect 2 was 13 gigabytes. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think they're doing well at like, <laughs> that game's yeah. So six years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think we'll be fine as far as that. Hopefully it's not limited. That's going to be a real, Real bummer. Um, retail games are going to cost 60 bucks. This isn't a surprise, but it's good to see. Um, one of the big issues, uh, so the Pro Controller costs 70 bucks, which is not too bad. It's almost the same price as like an Xbox One controller. Um, the big I issue... I don't know why it's not 60. I don't yeah. like I don't like that extra 10. There's <laughs> yeah. no way it's that much better. You can buy a custom Dual Xbox Shock One 4. controller for the same price. The big issue here the, uh, is... The Amiibo Reader. Yeah. Adds the 10 bucks or... Uh, the Joy-Cons together are 80 bucks, which on itself is kind of crazy. Ugh. But then if you buy one by itself, it's $50. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's like, hey, buy gross. both of them. Just buy both of them, you know, so. It's uh, just, it's too much, dude. Those are expensive accessories, man. Yeah, I agree. That could really, really hurt the console. I know that they don't have proprietary memory. It's great that you can expand the, the storage with yeah. just a cheaper SD card. But, dude, those controllers are out of control. And the... Uh, if you get a dock for your uh, Joy-Con controller, yeah, it's 90 bucks. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> There's going to be third-party shit that's going to be, like, decent quality that'll last you several years for, you know, 25 bucks in a year. Yep. Uh, last two bit of, uh, pieces of information. It will be 1080p up when docked, and the news that came out today is it's not going to include Miiverse or Street Pass, which is kind of a bummer for a lot of people. A lot of people no, who own 3DS no, I am. Uh, love Street Pass. So, Street Pass is uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. People are bummed about that. Um, yeah, over- Street Pass is good, but I could care less about Miiverse. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I think a lot. most of this stuff is very positive. I don't think there's a lot of negative here. The online service, yay, but then it's an app. Like There's there's a lot of like highs that are met, met with Mez, but uh, I think the... the problem with this portion of the presentation wasn't the information it was the way it was displayed i think that's how a lot of people felt about this presentation in general is like the information wasn't bad it's just the way we had to consume it was and the way they presented it to us um like you stated earlier uh jordan i think that no region locking was huge Uh, i think they nailed the price it couldn't be any more expensive than that um the release date they actually surprised people because it's a lot sooner than people expected um the built-in memory 32 gigs I think that's the high end of people's expectations. I think a lot of people were kind of pessimistic with with uh, Nintendo and their internal memory. Um, and I think the only bummer from all of the hardware is the peripheral prices. I think that's the only thing where people are like, "Whoa," you know. Um, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. are we looking at this? I guess we're including all the information that came out even after the conference. But yep. from a conference perspective, I thought this was the best part because um, you had great price, mm-hmm. great release date because it's close in early March. And then um, you had uh, basically region locking also. And basically the, all the best parts, I thought, of the conference were right there in the beginning. And then they got into, you know, fucking one-two switch and all this other bullshit. Don't <laughs> yeah. even get me started on ARMS. Uh, I guess I, we're going to talk about that in a sec. So yeah, we're going to be we're actually going to be hopping into the games right now. Um, Let's so, switch over to the software side. Yeah, we're going to go through the games. Feel free to chime in at any point about these games. Uh, I'm, I do, I'm doing them in order of release, and I've kept this updated... Uh, as close as I can, up to about an hour ago from record the day we're recording this. So uh, one of the one of the th- let's see one two three four one of the five confirmed launch games uh, one two switch which is coming out March third. It's the Joy-Con party game. It's the one if you saw the presentation, the one with the cowboy uh, a cowboy Joy-Con shootout. Uh, this isn't surprising to me. This is the Nintendo. Here's what our hardware does. Weird, quirky game, game, right? I was expecting why is it to see that. In? Yeah, why, is why isn't it a pack in? in? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's probably because their launch lineup is so thin that they wanted something. You know, they didn't want it to be packed in and also available on its own. I don't know. Um, um, not to spoil the future, but did they announce a bunch of games today? Since you're up to date, like if they didn't announce like five plus more games today. They are screwed for their their launch day. Yeah, it's it's a very it's very shallow pool of launch titles. Um, there's a couple that are, they say they're going to be in March, but I'm I I don't think the developers want to commit to saying launch title and then they come out like a week or two weeks afterwards. Um, there's a couple of games that are straddling that line. I am said Suna is straddling that line. Well, I'll skip to that game real quick. That one they're not sure if it'll be able to make launch, but it will be in March. Um, also Snipper Clips, which is their weird first party action puzzle game. Um, that one is also straddling the line. So there's a couple that might be launched, but they're not confirmed yet. Um, but I think we're we're super lukewarm on One Two Switch. It is what it is. It's a weird, quirky Nintendo tech game thing. Um, Excited for Setsuna. This is the next game is the only reason you should, in my opinion, pre-order a Switch at all or buy one at launch. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, March third, uh, coming out Wii U same day, which is huge for Wii U owners. I'm glad that they there was weird rumors that this it would be delayed on Wii U. Remember, or it wouldn't even come out. Um, we talked about earlier 13.4 gigabyte download, which is huge. Um, Caleb, what did you think about that trailer? I told the guys like, where has oh. that trailer been? That was the best Zelda trailer we've gotten. Oh, it, it was beautiful. It like. What a great way to end the show. I thought that they were going to do, like, a one more thing, here's Metroid, um, or something like that. But to end the show with such a great Breath of the Wild trailer, um, and then a release date um, of launch, um, was really, really great. Um, They just surrounded that trailer with annoying, obnoxious... Exactly. (laughs) Do you know when the release date is? Yeah. Do you? (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. That trailer though was so good. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I do think it. I think it spoiled too much. That was like, I wish I hadn't seen that trailer. It was a great trailer. I would love to see it after I played the game. But I'm like, I just think there's so much cool stuff in that trailer that would be really cool if you just ran into it in the game. But that trailer, especially cutscene wise. 
that trailer over all the other Zelda tra- trailers will sell people who aren't in love with Zelda. Sure. All the other trailers yeah. really didn't make people fall in love with it. They were like, people who love Zelda are like, oh, more Zelda. But this is the trailer. This is the marketing trailer. This is the trailer you show people like, you've never played Legend of Zelda? Check out the new one coming out, you know? Um, it's just so great. There's actually voices now, which is great. Uh, Dom, how about that, that collector's edition that we talked about? Mm. How sweet is that thing looking? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god and i can't find it anywhere i, I know i was that's exactly what i was looking up right now it's nowhere yeah that case is so great like that whole and the great yeah. thing which is kind of a problem with mass effect andromeda which i don't buy collector's editions anyways but the mass effect andromeda collector's edition with the the new mako i forgot the name of it uh the nomad i believe uh doesn't come with the game this at least comes with the game so that's good <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck collector's editions that don't come with the goddamn. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. That, yeah. That's Fuck actually that awful. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. We, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think we're all in agreement that that's... I mean, at least that comes out at launch. That's the only reason you should even think about buying a Switch because the rest yeah. of the launch lineup is eh. But, it's, um, it's so big, though, because, I mean, you can say that this launch lineup sucks, and you're right. There's nothing there. But if you compare it to, like, if you were to tell me all the games in the PS4 launch lineup... Versus just Breath of the Wild, I would take just Breath of the Wild every time. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me. A lot of people wouldn't, but that, that's it's so big, and they're that like that's keeping them above the water right now for launch. Yeah, but they're gonna do it, more. Absolutely. It's a joke, even with Zelda, is the problem. Yes, exactly. Um, I and the thing is, is, you shouldn't really even. I don't know. Buying hardware day one is kind of crazy unless you really want to get it. Yeah. Um, but like so, the rest of the launch lineup. We'll go through these really quickly here. Skylanders Imaginators, which is a port. It's Skylanders. Nothing really to say there. That's coming out March third. Uh, Just Dance twenty seventeen. Um, obviously, this is also came out last year for PS four and Xbox one. Not surprising. Ubisoft actually said at their E three press conference last year that it will come to uh, next. I believe they said at the time because we didn't know Switch obviously. Um, and the only other new game for launch that's confirmed is Super Bomberman R from Konami. Um, yeah, uh, it's more Bomberman, so if you're stoked about that, that's cool. I've never, Bomberman's never really resonated with me, so didn't really do anything for me. Um, but Bomberman's a homie. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's just a go-to he's friend. He's there when you need mm-hmm. him, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, other games confirmed for March, at the very least, so these could be uh, launch lineup, or at least launch window. Uh, I Am Setsuna, which is huge. People love that game. Uh, this is a game I'm getting day one whenever I do buy my Switch which I'll get Zelda, Mario, and I really want to play I Am Setsuna. I'm an Xbox guy, so I haven't had the opportunity to do so. But uh, everything I've heard about that game is a game... It's a game I want to play so bad. Mm-hmm. So, um, And to be able to experience it mobile is going to be super sick. Uh, Sniper Clips, it's a weird first-party action puzzle game. Um, it's nothing much to say there. It's a quirky Nintendo action puzzle game. Um, has been Heroes, which looks really interesting. It's developed by Frozen Bite. That comes out in March as well. I'm not sure... Too- people... Sorry, go are ahead. like death. A ton of people are like deathly crazy over that game. Is it the sequel yeah. to? I forget what the past one was called. And people, no more there's heroes? a small group of people, right? Yeah, there's like a small group of people who are extremely passionate about this. Yeah, it's so uh, weird that some of these games don't even have names, though. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was confirmed after the press conference, uh, April 28th. Uh, includes Splatoon DLC and a bunch of other. Uh, uh, tracks and characters but splatoon was like the main feature in the trailer also dude 
it came out today <laughs> that uh, it's going to be running at 1080p 60fps docked, and it'll also run at 60fps nice. mobily, which oh, is super nice. Great. That's wonderful. But really, how the motherfuck is that not a launch game? Exactly. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah. Uh, I. My problem with the Switch is like Zelda. That that's my franchise. Like that. There's no other video game franchise I like more than Zelda. Um, and you, I've, you the man. I've always been for Nintendo. Like, and I've made a lot of really dumb purchasing decisions. Um, I've gotten a bit better at that. I bought a 3DS at launch with uh, Pilot Wings. Uh, not too proud about <laughs> that. Uh, got a Wii U at launch. So I'm not oh. too proud about that. Um, and then, so now that the Switch comes out and... It, it, it'll have Zelda, like, that's nice and all, but I, I really, it's really tough for me to justify making that purchasing decision. Like, I know I'll get a Switch down the line. I, I know I want it for Zelda, for that uh, Mario game, um, but it's really, really hard for me to buy just for Zelda. If Mario Kart was there day one and I was able to take that with me wherever, like, it's awesome to have Mario Kart 8 on the go 60 fps like that's crazy um but the fact that it comes out like almost two months later like that really stinks well the thing the interesting thing too is like where's the rest of the ports because we know they're coming like you know seriously dude smashing mario kart with zelda on day one i i'm probably buying the console at that point exactly my friend um who was over and and we watched the switch event um when we were playing smash brothers um he said if they have smash brothers on the switch that he'd get it um but they haven't shown it at all so like that's a really huge missed opportunity the worst part is if the launch lineup was just ports people would be like oh that's gross but if you put in all those ports and then just a new zelda people are completely fine with that exactly yeah it's it's a total missed opportunity Uh, let's run the list though because we're running we're running kind of long and i want to get through the whole list real quick um lego city undercover which is a 2013 game apparently this one has better graphics it's coming out in the spring i don't know if it's a remaster Dude, or an up-res or what it is it's but... a wii u launch title is what it was yeah and apparently it looks better now so there's that uh sonic mania which is the kind of remix new reimagining of the og sonic games is coming out on uh, a bunch of platforms it's also confirmed for switch which is sick uh, if you haven't seen that game it looks really good if you're a fan of the sonic franchise um, I know there's like three of you left, but definitely, definitely check that out. Um, Arms, which I think Jordan and I are going to have a huge disagreement on. He, I think, doesn't like it. Jesus I think Christ. it looks really cool. And no, actually, no, no. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think that I, I well, I just want to say I think the gameplay looks great. I think it'll totally be a fun game. But that fucking title, man, what the oh, hell? Oh yeah, just Arms. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah, so bad. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say that behind uh, Legend of Zelda that that was like, because uh, they couldn't play Mario, obviously, but ARMS to a lot of people was the best game outside of Zelda that they got to play for that event. A lot of people are saying, so that's pretty cool. But there's not a lot of games they could have played, so it's like, eh, it's a limited pool, but whatever. Um, Splatoon 2, which a lot of people were, uh, were saying that they missed an opportunity to call it SPLA, the number 2-O-O-N. Um, but yeah, Punch Splatoon Boxer. 2. Punchboxer. I just thought of a better name than ARMS. Um Punchboxer. That would have been so cool. They should have called it. That would be cool, yeah. Uh, Instead of Kickboxer. The Splatoon 2 demonstration, the guy that was out there, bless his soul, but it was so awkward. It was so (laughs) weird. When he did, like, the Um, motion where he, like, bent over and he's like, Splatoon 2. 
It's like, oh, yeah. God. Um, but people love Splatoon, and the fact that they'll be able to play it mobily is super cool. Uh, Skyrim coming this fall. Todd Howard talked about that. Uh, he didn't talk about it coming in the fall, but that was later confirmed through Bethesda's Twitter. Uh, NBA 2K18, uh, September 2017. So I put on here, I don't know if that's day and date. If they get it, if the Switch gets NBA 2K18 the same day as the other consoles, that's huge. That's actually really huge. Um, usually they get the, the sports games, the ports, like six months later. If this is coming out the same day, that's super awesome uh, for people because that is just another game. This I think a majority of people, smart consumers, are going to wait till this holiday to buy a Switch. And if you have Mario and Zelda and, you know, even like small games like I Am Setsuna, you throw in like NBA for the guys who like sports, like you're building a nice little holiday um, extravaganza for people to definitely jump in on the Switch this holiday. Mm. So I think that's really cool. Extravaganza. Um, next up, <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey. This comes out this holiday. I'm super excited. Um, I do agree with one thing you said, Jordan, that it does the, the juxtaposition of him in that real world is kind of weird to get used to at first because we've never yeah, really seen uh, Mario in that kind of world. But I, also, I actually watched I that think... trailer a couple of times, and I, I really am excited for it. So I, I think that real world looks really bad. Like, it looks like it's supposed to be you know like you know you have plenty of games on ps4 and xbox one that are set in cities and it just looks so jagged like these graphics man like they really do i know uh dom and i were talking last night i know um he's not too concerned about that but i'm just i'm really concerned for this console about the fact that even if it's running 1080p which the wii Wii u is doing the games to me really don't look any better than wii u games and in two years, that's going to be a very big problem. Yeah. So. Well, I think though, I think the, the the tough thing that Mario Super Mario Odyssey is going to have is that the reason Nintendo games usually hold up a lot better than other games is because they don't go for hyper realism; they go for that cartoonish thing. And I think because Nintendo their their go to isn't that real world aesthetic, that's why it looks so weird and not as great. If you look at the other worlds, like the Mexican Mars, which I'm calling it because it was like. You know Mars on Mexico, uh, Mexico and Mars. Those those look like Mario worlds. They look very yeah. good, very vibrant. Yeah, they do. But it's when I, it's like I, the I, real world stuff. It's like oh, that doesn't look as good. Yeah. Um, even still, I, thought, I think uh, I think even like uh, Mexico and Mars stuff, it looks like a Mario world. Looks cool, but it just doesn't look very good. And so I think I just think it's going to hurt the console. You know. Yeah, but people don't buy thought, people don't buy Nintendo games be, it, for, for for performance. They buy them because their uh, gameplay is of, so well made. I think mainstream people do more, you know, the mainstream buyer, and I think that's what this console needs yep. to. But it runs games that, to succeed. The thing is that this this runs games at 900p. A lot of Xbox One games run games at 900p, you know, and sure. Uh, I, I I understand where you're coming from. It's it's a good concern, but like. I think for me, and I don't know if you guys can speak the same, but I'm not going to buy a Switch because I want the best-looking games. I want to buy a Switch because well, I can play really good games mobily or on my TV. If I want to play a good-looking game, I'm going to buy it for my Xbox. Sure, and you want sure, to play Grand Theft say, Mario. I'll say this. Um, you know, you're talking about 900p on Xbox One. I think, uh, like, ReCore looks ten times better than that Mario trailer from last night, if you ask me, so... Hmm, I just think that's bad, bad for the console. Um, the rest of the lineup here, Project Sonic 2017. This is the unnamed Sonic game that's coming next year. Uh, has a lot of people excited. FIFA, 
they didn't give a year. They just said FIFA's coming. So I don't know if they're going to – I don't know if they're unwilling to confirm which FIFA it's going to be, if it's last year's or this coming year's. We'll see about that. Hopefully it's this coming year's um, for the sake of the Switch. Uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2 is to be determined. Uh, Disgaea 5 Complete, uh, which is a complete collection of all of the extras for that game as well as the base game. I came out in 2015 on PS4, the base game, Disgaea 5, not Disgaea 5 Complete. Um uh, what else? Dragon Ball Z Universe 2, which came out last year for Xbox One and PS4. Uh, these are all to be determined. They have no set release date. Uh, Farming Simulator, uh, Fast RMX, which is a racing game. Fire Emblem Warriors, which is really cool. Uh, Dom, you got into Fire Emblem for the first time this year, and this is Koei Tecmo's Dynasty Warriors uh, game for Fire Emblem. They did it with Hyrule Warriors, so now they're doing it with Fire Emblem. Uh, Minecraft Story Mode, which is a weird addition. It's a 2015 Telltale game. Uh, one of the games we actually left off when we were talking about Telltale. People forget about that Minecraft Story Mode. Um, yes, that's. I knew there was one we were missing. Uh, my, the regular Minecraft, I just wrote down, duh. It's a new platform, of course. Minecraft's coming to it. Uh, it has a screen, so Minecraft is coming. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, which this just shows my ignorance. Uh, I thought this was a new game. I never even knew Puyo Puyo Tetris existed. Apparently, it's a 2014 game. I thought it looked cool. I like Tetris a lot. Apparently, it's existed for three years. I did not know that. So that's coming. Jeez. Uh, Rayman Legends, which is a 2013 game, is coming. Ubisoft is like, hey, we'll give you games, even though they're old games. Um... Rhyme, which was the Sony PlayStation exclusive, or former Sony PlayStation exclusive, Tequila Works adventure platformer game. It's also going to be coming to Switch. Uh, a new Shin Megami Tensei game, which I'm not familiar. And it's called Shin Megami Tensei, brand new title. Uh, that's on the official Switch website. Um, I'm not familiar with Shin Megami Tensei, but apparently a lot of people lost their minds uh, when this was announced. Um, Siberia 3. So... This game's to be determined it's an adventure game, and if you read what I put on the doc, it says lead looks exactly like new Lara Croft. I swear, if you Google this game and you look at the screen caps, the lead character in that game, it looks like asset ripoff to me. She it exactly wow. looks like Lara Croft from the new Tomb Raiders, and it might just be me making things out of thin air, but it's insane how closely they look. Um, also, Steep, which came out this December or past December for Xbox One and PS4, it's uh, Ubisoft's open world-ish snowboarding skiing game uh so that's going to be coming to switch uh lastly arcade archives which is hamster's collection of a bunch of games is to be determined it has contra gradius bubble bobble double dragon double dragon 2 and a bunch of other games um that's also to be determined so a hefty wow. amount of games not too many confirmed dates um but like uh i think Dude, this is where this... we can go into the actual discussion general discussion about the switch and the future of it and everything like that all of these games really scream to me, just buy this game this holiday, don't buy it at launch. Um, Hold on, Jared. I think we need to switch over oh to the other topic. Uh, I think Dom, I mean, he had a gift card, which means he only, he only had to pay, what, 60 bucks out of pocket, right, for the Switch, Dom? So <laughs> yeah. that, wow. was an easier nice. per- that was an easier purchase for you. Like, 60 bucks, I'm down with that. You're basically paying 120 bucks for, you know, Zelda and It, so um, not as hard well, of a decision. I planned right. ahead. Yeah, I bought a new phone a couple months ago just because it came with a Best Buy gift card. I was like, I know what I'm going to use that for. That's nice. smart. Um, yeah, I, I really think that this whole presentation screams buy a Switch this holiday. None of it said buy a Switch as soon as possible. Um, One I think, small part did. Well, His name was Link. Yeah, <laughs> that was for, for you. I think That was the only thing, though. Yeah, I, I, I really think Switch will be... V- will sell very well this holiday it's just 
I really thought that they were kind of going to come out of the gates swinging, you know. The cool thing, though, about waiting on a console is um, there's different iterations of it. There will be different versions. There will be more Joy-Con options if you want to customize it yourself. Uh, there might be different memory options. Like, waiting the length of time and not getting it launched will have a lot of benefits. I know it's hard to do because uh, we're consumers and we're Americans and we like to spend our money. Um, but... Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Caleb, do you think that this is, you know, wait till holiday? Uh, do you think, you know, the, the games we heard about justify a pre-order? Like, what's your opinion? Well, I mean, like, my gut said, well, my my brain says, you know, wait till holiday. Wait until there's a new Mario and Zelda and all these ports, all of these games. Um, but then, I mean... There's Zelda in it, and like it's the elephant in the room. Like, yeah. I really don't want to play that game on Wii U. Um, <laughs> I know that's an option, and I'm it. It'll probably be fine. Um, but I mean, it's you're it's having just... you're having the argument in your head that people have with PlayStation Four and PlayStation Four Pro. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, do I play the lower res or the higher res version? I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I think I'll probably hold off. Um, maybe at least until Mario Kart is on the console. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, it, it, it's really tough for me to justify buying it for just Zelda. So real quick, there's a rumor, not really a rumor, just an idea that, um, some of the big, uh, heavy hitters that weren't necessarily going to be in the launch window uh, and weren't going to be to like this holiday or maybe early next year, Nintendo held off to have them for their big E3 show. Yeah. Um, because now that they have a new console, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, PlayStation and uh, Xbox did the thing where they unveiled the console before the conference, so the conference can be about games, right? Yeah. Um, for the most part, anyway. So, do you think that that's what Nintendo's plan is? That they come out hard in E3 when everybody's watching? You know, here are the other games you don't know about. The Metroids or the Animal Crossings or whatever. I mean, I hope so. Um, yeah. If if they don't come out and have a strong E3, that'd be really concerning. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think it'd be really, really hard for them to do that. Um, but then there were a few years with the Wii U where there were just some bad E3s. Um, and, I mean, I think that... I think that they're gonna have to come out at E3 and have a Pokemon game, have a Metroid, have um, Smash, something like that. Um, I don't think they can survive off of Splatoon 2 and Mario. Mario is gonna be huge, but I think it's gonna take a bit more than that. Yeah, I, I really hope that for the E3 press conference, all of the all of the uh, Wii U ports are like it's. He's like. Hey, we showed you all those Wii U ports that are coming to Switch. They're all available now. That'd be that, really cool. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, what, what's your opinion on this? Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you think that it's you, you don't want when it launched, right? So, what do you think is going to be the sweet spot for the Switch? Do you think they're going to have a strong E3? Do you think Holiday is going to be the best bet for a Switch? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I think they they need more games this year. Is the biggest thing. Especially with it coming out earlier in the year, they're going to need stuff to satisfy people um, throughout 2017. And so uh, right now they haven't proven that to me. And 
Um, there is some disappointment. Besides just the release schedule as far as the uh, accessories and um, the fact that I'm going to have to buy an extra um, SD card for storage at some point. Um, at least it's not expensive so, as those Vita ones. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely not, but it's still, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's still, like like you said, 70 bucks for, what, 200 gigabytes? Is that what you said? Yeah. You can get one so, yeah. 256 for 80 so. Yeah. Um, that would be 64 gigabytes for the Vita, so definitely better exchange rates, you might say, there as far as storage goes. But anyways, um, there's some disappointments there, you know. And so, yeah, I think um, as far as me, the sweet spot, I think, is going to be um, if Zelda and Mario turn out to be good, the new ones, and if they uh, are reviewed well, then I'll probably end up getting one this holiday season. But I think the sweet spot for uh, just the general consumer, um, I think if they have a really good E3 and they announce some stuff that's coming out, you know, maybe early next year or even a, another cool fall game, um, then I think the, the word will get spread out. And I think that... Um, they could really help themselves moving into their first holiday season because um, we all know how much Nintendo is hurting as far as public perception and um, just mind share as far as people go. Nobody's talking about Nintendo the way really they should be. So um, they've got a long way to go to get that information out. And I'm hoping that E3 will be the start of that. Uh yeah, that concludes our Switch presentation discussion. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for episode 42 of the Controlled Interest Gamecast. Thank you, Caleb, for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. Let's talk about what we're going to be playing real quick. Uh, I said earlier in the show I was playing Banner Saga. My goal is to finish it this week. Um, I still have Arkham Knight sitting there. I picked it up on the holiday sale, Caleb. I haven't played Arkham Knight. I have all the DLC for it. It was 10 bucks for Arkham Knight and all of the DLC that ever came out for that game. So nice. I like, Jesus, I got to get that. That's a steal. So... I'm either going to start up Arkham Knight or one of the games with gold that actually came out was The Cave. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's this really yeah. interesting concept. So far, what I've played of it is you select like three out of like seven characters at the beginning and you have to make your way through The Cave um, and they all have different skill sets. It's really interesting. Um, I'm barely 15, 20 minutes into it, so we'll see what goes there. I also picked up Rocket League on a sale and I've been playing that in my spare time as well. I own it on PC and I put in way too many hours on PC, but... It's nice to play it on a console. I just It just feels more comfortable. It's weird to say. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's pretty much it for me. Banner Saga, maybe Arkham Knight, maybe Cave, maybe Rocket League. Uh, what about you, Caleb? What are you going to be playing? Um, I'm going to try to finish Watch Dogs 2. Um, that'll be up there. That'll, that'll probably be what I play the most. But then um, Stardew Valley. Um, I'm Ooh, always yes. grinding away at that. Um, yeah. What a wonderful game. But then I'm also thinking about jumping in and Maybe going back and replaying Wind Waker or replaying Ooh. Skyward Sword. Um, I, I'm really Zelda in a, yeah, I, I, I'm <laughs> in a Zelda mood. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, Dom, what about you? Uh, more Bioshock. More Wolf Among Us. Oh, sweet. Just That's probably going to be about it. Easy going. Uh, Jordan, what about you? More Mass Effect 2, I hope, please say. Please oh, say. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, I'm probably, maybe not beating it this week, but I'm going to try to get pretty far into this game uh, because I'd like to beat uh, this and the third game within the next month. Quick question. So, what what uh, what companions have you gotten so far? 
I have Jacob and uh, Miranda, the first okay. two. Yep. And then, um, so yeah, then after that, you can do them in your own personal yep. order. Uh, so Jack, um, and I won't spoil anything about Jack because it's a really cool mission. And then, uh, what's her name? The girl Ooh, with the hood. Jack. Jack was who I romanced uh, when I played that game. The, what'd you say, Jared? Kasumi, the thief? Kasumi, Kasumi. Yeah, Kasumi the Thief, and she, I think she's going to be a badass character. So, um, got those two. And really then, quick, I, a little bit of advice. I think I'm going, I think I'm going after the, uh, not Turian scientist, the, or doctor. Um, Solarian, the uh, Solarian scientist. Solarian, yeah, the yeah. guy with the, the, the dudes with the things on their head. Really quick bit of advice for you, if you do end up beating the game before we talk again, uh, really big piece of advice do all of the loyalty missions and oh, yeah upgrade your the upgrade uh the ship as ship. as much as possible okay that's all i'm telling you don't want to ruin anything is else that, is that for mass effect 3 or for mm. mass effect 2 it's for mass oh. effect 2 to give you the best possible chance of having the best possible ending i don't want to spoil anything just the make best sure to do possible the... ending in mass effect 3 no the best possible ending in mass effect 2 which okay, would so relate this is all to work 3. for, I mean, of course, I'll, I'll transfer my save, but this yes. is all work for Mass Effect 2. But it also benefits you in 3. I don't want to spoil anything. Gotcha. It just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, loyalty and ship upgrades is what you're Yes, saying. do all the loyalty missions and do the ship upgrades. Try to scan as many planets as you can. Don't bore yourself with it, but try to get your resources up as well. Grind a little okay. bit. I'll just put it that way. Um, so, besides that, since I caught, caught up on... Uh, Walking Dead Telltale, and we'll probably be talking about that next week. I'm also going to try to finish last two episodes of Batman Telltale. Um, and then... I don't know if I'll play anything besides that, because like I said, I want to spend a lot of time with Mass Effect. Um, but I started the second season of Sword Art Online, uh, which is cool because first season takes place in uh, basically fantasy uh, MMOs. And the second season takes place... In like a uh, a mercenary, it's called Gun Gale Online. It's like a mercenary um, headhunter, uh, snipers, and all different kinds of guns um, shooter game. So um, de- totally different uh, world that they're in, and I'm excited to uh, to uh, watch that. So another 25 episodes. <laughs> Here we come. Sweet. Uh, Caleb, thank you for joining us. Uh, let the people know where to find you. Um, you can find me at Twitter at Caleb underscore talks. Um, find all my writing at CalebTalks.com. Um, but then please subscribe to um, the Bonus Points YouTube channel, which um, you can just search Bonus Points Podcast or whatever, um, and it'll pop up. Um, we had to move all the, the – the episodes are starting to clog up Roger's YouTube channel. Um, so we've made our own, um, but it's really – it's been – pretty tough to get um started and to sort of carry that following over from roger's youtube channel to this new one so um it'd be a ton Mm. of help if um you'd subscribe to that youtube channel moving channels is no easy business and yeah also bonus points is a great name thank you yep thank thank you uh cool podcast definitely check out the podcast and check out his writing uh he's how you're 16 right yeah uh-huh. Yeah, and you're getting a quicker start on this than any of us, which is super cool. So 
Yeah, uh, I, I, it gets the bonus points, and Caleb get the uh, the controlled interest uh, approval, seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You know what, Caleb? I'm gonna give you some bonus points. <laughs> ooh, ooh, thank you. See what he did there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for listening or watching. However, you and take the podcast. Uh, you can follow us at controlledinterest.com where we post articles and reviews and all that stuff. You can go to our YouTube channel. Uh, just type in controlled interest. It'll pop up. We don't have 100 subs yet, so we don't have a custom URL yet, which kind of sucks, but that is what it is. So share us as much as you can. Uh, you can follow me at Jared underscore, J-E-R-R-A-D underscore. You can follow Dom at Dom's Oreos because he loves him so much. And you can follow Jordan at Mellow Modus, which is a really cool name. Uh, yeah, those are our personal accounts. You can also follow us as a group, controlled interests, C-T-R-L-I. Uh, I actually recently made a new logo for all of our social media, which is a circle, but it's a C with an I. It looks really cool. It looks fancy. Yada, yada. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Share us if you can. Really appreciate it. Subscribe to Bonus Points. Go check out CalebTalks.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, can't wait to have you back, Caleb. Really appreciate you being here. Um, yeah, thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks, man. And yeah, we'll nice see you guys you. in episode 43 for the Telltale Discussions. Uh, yeah. Bye, guys.